Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Flatiger. I'm another host, Frank Lewandowski. And with you here, another host, Anthony Miguel Cole. Ooh, Miguel. I'm feeling a little Miguelish today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about today, boys? Ooh, a rough one. A rough one. Well, it could be a rough one. It starts rough, but ends well. Yes. That's the oh. goal. It's a lovely topic, and it's a hard topic. Yes. Breakups. Yikes. But before Everyone's we get into em. that, um, what are we drinking today? Oh, to yeah. Start? This is our new segment we're starting the podcast with. It's called Jacked Approved. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's about a drink that we start every podcast with. Yeah. So today, um, well, I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra. Yeah, we all are, you know, because yeah. we decided crispy, we, don't, we don't put our nose cold. in the air. And I think if we're going to start this thing, it's good to start with something like a Mick Ultra. Let's start you basic. Know? And what I hate... And I even got more snobbier with beer, like this year, this last two years. And I hate when people, you get an ultra or something, and they're like, oh, that's water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Water. You know, It's not water. As someone who enjoys good beers, I get turned off when someone says something like that. You're like, come on. Drink you- 18 of them and tell me it's water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah. there's a lot of Do water Do one content. per hole on a golf course and tell me. Yeah. Good yeah, luck. that's the no, thing. It's like it's and it is what it is. Like a Michelob Ultra, it's cold, it's bubbly, it's refreshing. Like you know, sometimes it's not gonna hit you hard in the stomach. You're not gonna drink one and be like knocked on your ass, buzz. You know what I mean? Like oh, it yeah. is what it is. You know what you're getting. You know which what is it nice, is, right? You know what to expect. You could be at Walmart. Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, I want something real light today. Yeah, right? oh, I want to yeah. watch the abs. I want to watch the mid section by the pool. Yeah. You know, just kind of want to take my time getting buzzed, right? Yeah. I don't want to just get hammered after three, okay, no. or at least real buzzed, right? My dad drinks it. My dad sticks to beers. Oh yeah, so that's... he's been on this train for at least ten years. Well, yeah, and I've heard a lot of people call Mick Ultra's a uh, chick beer, but oh, a lot yeah. of men drink it. Yeah, tons of dudes. <laughs> well, I, actually, I kind of feel like sometimes like ah, oh, it's kind of a chick beer. I some like, I, but I still drink them. But then you're like, God, it's I like it. Oh yeah, it's refreshing. Like. You don't want to get a bucket of heavy beers. You want to get a bucket of McUltras. Yeah. So this term that um, Anthony was introducing to us is we're gonna we're gonna label some some of these drinks uh, jacked approved. They're either gonna be jacked approved or they're not approved. Mm-hmm. And what are we thinking for Michelob Ultra? You know. So when I think about a good beer, the first one you were talking about this, Frank. That what's what defines a good beer? What's the number one best beer? Free beer. Free beer. Free like, beer. So that's out of the way. Right? Yep. We got that. The next best one. Cold beer. Cold beer. Cold beer. Yeah. So you know what? We're, we're starting basic, you know, Mick Ultra. It's real cold. It was free because uh, Eric brought it. So it's <laughs> yeah. free. So I will say that it that Mick Ultra is jacked approved. It's jacked approved. Yeah. I it agree. It is jacked approved. Three yeah. for three. I think we stamp it on that. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. For all you beer snobs, we're not saying that... Michelob Ultra can throw its punching weight with like a Guinness or with a, some with your IPA, whatever. It's not. It, you have to think about what it is. Yeah. Let it be what it is, and it does a good job at being what it is. My thing is, if you're too good for a Mick Ultra, you're a dickhead, and I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. Seriously, <laughs> like, dude. Like, you're too good. No, seriously, because yeah. Anthony has like a way more refined palate than mine with beer and stuff. And uh, I feel like I, you know Frank likes some some heavier beers too, right? Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I don't have 
very good taste buds. I have oh, like yeah. now, and what I've gotten yeah. big into in this last I year is uh, sours. I love a good oh, sour, yeah. staunchy, thick, strong sour beer. But I know what a Mick Ultra is, and if I go to someone's like barbecue and they're like, "Hey, there's beer in the cooler," and there's Miller Light or Coors Light or Bud Light, even I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's yeah. it's beer. It's free and it's cold." Okay. Yeah, it's low carb. So if I'm yeah, trying to hit some keto status, you know, hey, it's, it's a little good. Bit more like if you offer ninety five cows. Oh yeah, exactly. That's why mm. you drink it by the pool. It's you nice know, you and don't cold. Feel super bloated. Yeah. See, so if you threw up, you know, you'd probably get rid of three Mick Ultras, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much. Oh so yeah, that's if really you. Good. So if you want to balance the healthiness and drinking, ah, yeah, you can. Keep if it there's going. a ice cold Mick Ultra and an ice cold Sprite. I'll take the Mick Ultra every oh, time. Oh, every time. Yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, I'm also not a... Like, I like LeBron, but Sprite, really? Come that, on, that's, dude. That's, that's who you are? Sprite? Yeah. We I can do better way, than that. I would way better sponsor Diet Coke. He should have gotten 7-Up. Oh, that would have been different. Or, like, Bash's, like... Oh, Bash's yeah, yeah. brand. Big K. Yeah, Big K. <laughs> Big K. <laughs> Safeway Signature Select. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, boys. Are we ready? So, yeah, we are jacked approving... Mick Ultra. Stomped. Stamped. Yep. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Yes. All right, so let's get to it. Oh, breakups. Yeah, we're going to talk breakups. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up that everyone's dealt with a breakup. Everyone. But I can argue that because we talked about there are people that do meet in grade school and or high school and that's oh. their first date. Yeah. And then they end up getting married, usually probably religious related, oh, right? Oh, they're always like Christian background. We have a strong I thought Christian you were going to go in a different direction though, but keep going. Oh, okay, oh where, okay. where was he going to oh. go? I thought Frank was going to be like, yeah, but you know, everyone deals with breakups except for those just god awful gross people who never find anyone, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> you're going to get real oh, mean with it. No. But yeah, not those people but though. Yeah, no, that guy and his mom are really close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just reminded me of this Louis C.K. bit where, you know, someone's like, there's someone for everyone and he's like, really? You going to go bang that guy? Huh? No, didn't mm, think so. Didn't think so. Guess there's oh. not someone for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and Louis C.K. can't even. Oh, oh but not so anymore for him. But he's coming yeah. back. He's coming back. He, he is coming back. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I thought you were gonna go down that no. route, Frank. No. <laughs> I was, just, I was just, I like to be devil's yeah. advocate, but it's, outside the box. It is true, true yeah, because people do meet in high school and they stay together forever. But can we all agree? Even if they're likable, they're all like a little like they're a little different. Like, Break how ups? did you stay together forever? You're weird. I think mm. you think of it as a unicorn. Oh, they you are. Don't think yeah. it's realistic. Uh, when I was dating when I was younger, I did not want to just meet one and be done. Well, no, I guess I think everyone idolizes that. Everyone that idolizes theme, it. Right? You want to meet the one girl or the one guy in high school or whatever, and then that's it. And you're happily you're happy every day for eighty years and you die yeah. holding each other's hands, reading the Gosh, notebook together. That would be amazing. Like, yeah, that only exists in Nicholas Sparks books. <laughs> like I feel like Yeah, and you're always crying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Really? You're gonna meet on a Ferris wheel and you're gonna stop it and then No. It's not wow. happening. Yeah. Oh, and then power to you if can you, did, can you imagine? telling that same story every day every day like i was like it's oh a my god reading movie. that book the notebook is a beautiful movie one time i don't know how you watch it again i mean oh. how it ends i'm like it's a one-time watch i agree this is not a two three four well time watch. you know one who time. who's watched that movie a thousand times someone else who has dementia <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. our good buddy home. daniel oh really danny loves that movie Why danny that? watches it on repeat he's a hopeless romantic he's a hopeless romantic oh, though you know he loves it he loves i mean i like it too but i couldn't i yeah. couldn't really watch it the last time i had seen bits of it was when they played at church 
when they did Church at the Movies at oh, CCD. Yeah. They played the notebook. The whole thing? Not the whole thing. They chop it up, and then the pastor comes in. He's like, so, you know, Noah and so-and-so, yada, yada, yada. And he, he breaks it down. It's kind of cool, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to it. Ugh, I'm yeah. just kind of dreading this talk. So I think, I think we're going to do a little round robin. So we're going to go from host to host to host. Yeah, well, we will. Give our take. But before we do that, segment. let's talk about, like, the lighter breakups. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's All do right. that. All you right. know, let's do, like... You know, because everyone, you've gone on a first date, and it never goes past that. So, because... Is that a breakup, is, though? Yeah, no, that? it's not. But my point is... I thought you were going to... You still got to end it. It's something that you, you do. end. Yeah. You know? Okay. Because I, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, you've been on a few dates. You even maybe, like, you know, you get a little more oh, romantic. Yeah. and then you, But then it's like, ah, maybe not. And you just don't know how to... Oh, yeah. I agree. That's a breakup. But let's, you know, there's, you're still ending something. And the point is, you can learn something from every relationship. So even if it is just one day. Yeah. So let's talk about this before we get into the nitty gritty, you know? So like, yeah, you go on one date, you know, maybe they don't message you back. That, that still hurts. It's not really a breakup. It doesn't matter how prideful you are or how confident you are. Dating is a hard arena because it's a constant ego check. Mm-hmm. Except oh, yeah. for like when you're on Tinder, you just match a thousand times and you feel really good about yourself. Nah. But if you have an off day, oh, you're not swiping right yeah. as good as you were yesterday. Yeah, I right? hated Tinder, kind dude. Was, you just had to get pummeled. For me, it was just being pummeled with rejection. I mean, like so many, so many times I just sat there and I thought of a joke or a little poem or some stupid thing, and I just go through my messages and it was just me like, oh yeah, it's no response, no response, no response, yeah. no response, and you're just like. Damn, dude. Like, and I, I'll be honest, I, I made up a little like joke or something, copy and pasted, and just boom, 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 you boom. Because you have to, but I was like, how else do you yeah. send 100 messages? Because yeah. you had to do that. For me, my whole thing was like, you got to cast a huge, you, know, th- you got to be a fisherman. A Throw that net out. Get like 150 messages out. From there, a dozen will respond for me. Everyone's different. From there, I got like a dozen to maybe two dozen. From there, nice. I scored good. a couple dates. And then from the two dates, it didn't go anywhere. And then you start all over again. Mm-hmm. And over and over and over. And dudes, you're just chasing your tail. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think Tinder and all these dating apps get a bad rap. Okay, so a lot of people talk about how it's just a hookup site. It's not just a hookup site. No, it's not. No. Isn't dating hookup a part? I mean, that's human nature. That uh, happens. Yeah, uh, what, what's a, a bar then? People's intention or you know. people's intention in general? Yes, both on both sides of the aisle, male and female. Um, I just, I, I don't like how it's so absolute in people's thoughts. Yeah. Like, I've known people that met on Tinder and got married and they're happy. I know people that met on, you know, Bumble and got engaged. Definitely Bumble. Never heard the one with Tinder where they Never? get married. I've, I've known people on Tinder. I've so, known I've known a couple Tinder ones. They're not married, but it blossomed. I'm just oh, saying, oh, don't yeah. say it's absolute. Maybe oh, mostly yeah. no, hooked dude. up. Oh, it doesn't yeah. go many places. That's okay. But don't say it's absolute. Like there are people, maybe you, you land the right spot. You, you fit that hole. Yeah. Right? And it, then it's, then yeah. Is there any way you can pull the mic maybe just an inch more towards... Frank. Franksters. Yeah. Yes. Okay, there you go. Or if you could even rotate it a little yeah. more. So oh, it's okay. Sorry, All we're right. just a little technical difficulties. That's why we're listening on the headsets. So, yeah. Okay, so we kind of talked about... Okay. You, it's still a blow. The light breakup. Yeah, the light breakup, you know. So what is I, a light breakup? Anything you know, it's, it's where there's not a lot of time invested, not a lot of energy, but you still feel that rejection, or you're having to reject somebody, even if it's just, like we said, one date, two dates, you know. How do you, re- how do you reject after one to two dates, or... 
How do you go about that? I think the most responsible way, now it's not the most done way, but the most responsible way is to actually tell them like, hey, you were really nice. I enjoyed last night, but I just don't think this is going to go anywhere. I don't see... I don't see this going anywhere. I think just manning up and just verbalizing that, I think that's the responsible way. Of course, there's the more prevalent, which is just ghosting. Yeah, I'll be completely honest. Oh, I've ghosted. I do it all the time. Well, not anymore. I have a girlfriend that is awesome. Um, But in the past, if I wasn't feeling it, I would be like, well, she'll get the hint when I don't talk to her for a week, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because I just, I don't know, I just didn't even... It's the easy way out. It's the easy it way is. out, and it's yeah. just so uncomfortable when you're like, hey, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I hated it. I hated it. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I don't, even though I have a, it's weird now, and I've gotten more used to it, because I have a job where I directly deal with conflict every day of my life now, I hate conflict. You know, yeah. I really don't like it. And it's really hard for me in a romantic sense, like when you'd go on dates, and if you didn't, wasn't feeling it, and that person was into me, to tell them that. To be yeah. like, hey, or to even like, you know, I couldn't even imagine calling them and then being yeah, like, don't call. Hey, this wasn't, you know, or like even the sudden in the text, I don't know. I would just be like, she'll get it when she doesn't hear from me in seven no, to ten true. days. I mean, I, you know, yeah, if I get, I'll be honest, usually, I've done it. It's usually a ghost. I've been ghosted. I've been ghosted too. It doesn't so. feel good either way. That uh, was the it game. It is the more mature, it's the more responsible. Way more mature. And it just shows that emotional maturity. I think we're all lacking a bit of, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, and dating like just magnifies where you're at with emotional maturity. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, um, I think dating is just in general just a really tough dynamic because you feel like you're preparing for a modeling competition. You're trying to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and sell your yourself, but you're really not your true self. Mm-hmm. And I remember I've dated a long time. I have a girlfriend of over a year. We're Good and happy. Very lucky to have her. But anyways. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> but uh, when I used to date, like, it it was hard. I got so sick of how fake it comes across. Not that you're mm-hmm. doing it on purpose, but you're like, you're not being this deep-rooted person where, do you guys actually match? Because you might match on paper. Yeah. Right? I've oh, had yeah, relationships absolutely. you match on paper, but you don't match but emotionally I, yeah. with intentions, with your background and what you actually really want. Yeah, for, you're just like, sometimes yeah. you're like, I don't know why, but that chemistry isn't there. Well, because for me, even at you know, 25, 26, 27 years old, I still have that inner 13-year-old who's terrified a girl won't like me. Or I'll say oh, a joke yeah. that they think is stupid. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I would just get kind of nervous and be like, I, I hate that you have to admit it, but for me, I'd get nervous and be like, I don't want them to not like me. Sure. I want them to like me. Sure, you know? because at the end of it, it's being rejected. Yeah, you don't Even if be... it's a little bit. And then, yeah. too, it's like, you know, no matter how much you opened yourself up, they didn't like that part. They didn't like They that. didn't like you. Yeah. You know? And, that's, and it doesn't that's feel hurtful, good. But the, no matter the what. good thing, though, is I experienced so much of it to, mm-hmm. to where I wasn't afraid of it. So I still had that feeling like, God, I just want them to like mm-hmm. me, and I'm trying to deal with this conflict. But at the same time, I was okay with them. I came to, like, the grip of, like, oh, this really, this girl I liked, she didn't like me, but it's okay because you know what? There's plenty of girls that on paper we'd probably be great, but I just, for whatever reason, wasn't about them. Even though I know they're pretty, I know she's funny, I know she's got a good job. I just feel like you go to a car dealership and you see that car, you're like, God, I don't know why I like that pickup truck, but I want that one. And then they try and sell you on the other one that, well, you know, it's got good gas mileage, the brakes and this, and you're like, yeah, but it just doesn't, 
It just hit me in the stomach. Yeah. It doesn't have the yellow line down the it middle. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the little pinstripey thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. No, but right. it's like that, and you yeah. get used to that. And the good thing was like dealing with those breakups and rejections, or not breakups, but like the girl who goes to me after two dates. You kind of it grew me. Uh, Absolutely, grew some maturity. Grew me. I had more emotional agility. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, like, I feel like I'm so ready. I'm not. Okay, so I feel like I'm the most ready I've ever been to be dating. I am single, and it was because of the big breakups I've gone through. You know, just like you were saying. You know, because like right now, I feel like I'm just happy being single. And it's like, you know, if someone else comes into my life, then cool. But I'm not gonna, you know, like even you, you were even talking about where like those first dates are kind of acting like someone you're not, you know. And I've done that, of course, you know, plenty of times. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna be me, and if it doesn't work out, I'm happy, you know. So it's like for the first time in my life, I feel really, really ready to like I'm the most emotionally healthy I've ever been. And I had to go through a terrible breakup. I had to go through a divorce to get there. Yeah. Yeah. To be continued on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. But oh, I do yeah. I do think it's really important of, I think the key, one of the keys of healthy dating, healthy relationships is truly being healthy on your own. Absolutely. Which, you know, we're programmed in society to think that you need someone to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm guilty of it. You know, I've searched like, oh, I'll finally be happy when I have someone or, you know, they like me, they treat me right. Oh, I'm doing the right thing because that's what society has. That's what the movies tell you to do. And we're just, we're just men. We're just a couple of dudes, but I feel yeah. really bad for the females. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of pressure, you know, you have a 30 year old single female, no kids, not in a relationship. Do you know how much pressure she gets? So from much. Mom, it's, grandma, aunts, sisters, other women. Like, yeah. it's yeah. brutal. Well, yes. Yeah, man. Even Absolutely. being, you know, up until I met my girlfriend, I was happy, like you, Anthony, being single. I was okay with my life and where I was. And I even thought, like, hey, you know, if I don't get married, I'm still going to have a good, good life. If yeah. I get married and have kids, I'll have, a, a, to me, an even better one. But I'm still going to be happy no matter what. But the pressure, you do feel a pressure oh, yeah. when you go to a family function. And my older sister and her husband are there. My little sister and her longtime boyfriend are there. Everyone's like going back to their couples and it's just me. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go hit up one of the boys to see if they want to get a beer after this. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. you just wonder, you know, weekend after weekend, month after month, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of beers with the boys. We're, yeah. Like, I could kind of use a. Yeah, someone to snuggle on the couch with, you know. Every now and then, it's fun to be a third wheel. But when you're consistently the seventh or the ninth wheel, yeah, (laughs) you're the only one there that's not in a relationship. That pressure is really important. That pressure is there, absolutely. And it's not as bad for men because we could have a kid at four. He doesn't matter, like really. But for women, like they got a real clock. They got a timeline. That big, yeah, they do. Definite one. It's definitely extending because women are being, you know, healthier. Uh, we're finding research what we can do to, to have healthier pregnancies and things like that. But I just want to give some empathy for women because I don't want as a man to give any more pressure oh, when there's already a no. lot. Oh, Frank. I love it. We love our ladies. We love that's our ladies. That's all I want to say. We are just a couple dudes, we but do. we love our women. And we understand. And honestly, for women, I feel like 40 is the new 30. Dude, 40-year-old 40 40 oh, yeah. women are hot. Dude, especially in Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah, Arizona, people exercise, they get outside. We are on COVID isolation right now. Vitamin D. Stay at home. And there's plenty of Arizonans outside. Plenty. I was hiking. I got sunburned the other day. It's part of the the direct order from the governor is that you can go for a walk. So walk your dog, get outside. You need it. 
get some fresh air. Okay, so I guess are we ready to talk about like the bigger breakups? Yeah, we could do we could do that. We going round robin? Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to round okay. robin everyone's personal story. I can like, start. I don't know. Are yeah, we, go are ahead. doing that? Okay. Oh, sure. All right. Let's Take, let's get. I feel like Frank's got to unpack a little more in his head. Oh, you know, yeah. compart- <laughs> compartmentalize. <laughs> <He's> got to <laughs> really dive into the neuroscience of it. Gosh, uh, breakups, yeah. dude. I guess I could go to if we're talking a serious breakup. Um, I have not. I spent most of my twenties single, like. If you back it up, I'm 27. I'm about to turn 28. So let's just go 18 to 28. You know, that 10-year run, I had two girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Single. For 10 years? A lot of it, yeah. Like how, how long were those relationships? Oh, the first one was like five, four or five months. And this, and then this one now is four, like four or five months. So. You know what's so funny? Wow. I'm sitting there laughing at you. Yeah, but I'm thinking about it. I only dated two people from 18 to 28. Within a year, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being a I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, I hate that saying because we're always being honest. We're always being oh, honest. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. It's like, what does that mean? You lie what do you unless mean? you don't say that. When are you not honest? It's a really bad thing. I'm blowing smoke up your ass all the other times. But this time I'm being honest. <laughs> yes. We are not Seriously, used car salesmen, okay? Oh, man. It's one of those sayings. I have really bad uh, grammar and I hate the way I talk. Well, and that, I always understand that the more yeah. I listen to my that's voice. Why you couldn't get a girlfriend. On a podcast? No, seriously. <laughs> that's from our West Valley like, education. Like an idiot. West Valley education. I sound so you. stupid. Yeah, but you sound yeah. great. When I re-listen to really? these, oh, Frank yeah. sounds flawless. He sounds so good. And then I start talking and I'm like, damn, dude, I, I suck. I don't think I so. I suck Part at explaining Frank, stuff. Is Frank's voice sounds it's like so a babbling good. brook. Like he yeah. just has such a good voice. It just, I don't even know what that means. Uh, oh, like it's, it's a constant it's flow like frank's voice it just goes really? like you just you can say words good i say them terrible mm-hmm. anthony's like yeah, it's, yeah. You i, I was gonna tell. say you should say he says them well yeah <laughs> we are yeah. all That's our hardest critics us. see we are all totally our hardest critics here. right we are oh we are we are i'm just a big monkey brain idiot and it's okay yeah but you're a good looking monkey but hey so two relationships currently yeah. in one yeah. currently happy currently healthy she's amazing you it's guys awesome. are super cute right mm-hmm. oh, we are so wow. cute together there's a notebook Shut. without dementia yeah like we, brains yeah. are working mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh-huh. memory is there mm-hmm. both fit right oh Their she's so fit there too gonna have she's beautiful so babies they are beautiful babies yeah she's oh she like grew up in hawaii so she's just a little island oh it's wow. great yeah, that's it's, awesome yeah. great family it's so gonna pretty. be like a little melting pot baby so nice because yeah you're white as they come little half filipino half white whatever they become gonna run really far yeah because she's really sweet run, man she's and surf good. Mm-hmm. at the same time so, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. And musical. They're gonna you know, we're gonna do it all. All the all the hits, all, all the, the stuff. Hits. All the hits. Anyways, and we're gonna have goats. Anyways, done with that. So my other relationships that I had, um we we had a rough breakup. Yeah, I had a bad one. I had the okay. I had the breakup where I had never experienced like real panic attacks or like anxiety in my life. I'd I'd felt the same kind of stress or anxiety that most people I would say feel. Um, but I never like broken down crying in my car driving before mm-hmm. until this breakup yeah wow. um i never experienced that i didn't know what it was i couldn't even concentrate i'd be at work and i'd just feel this over overwhelming sense of like fear and paranoia and i would just be like holy shit i gotta get out of my office because like i can't start crying here I'd be like oh i gotta go get go to the bathroom i literally ran to my truck and just ca- cried for five minutes mm-hmm. and it was the weirdest thing i never ever felt that mm-hmm. in wow. my life yeah that's deep 
It was, and so to back it up, um, even though we weren't, it wasn't like we were together for like a super long time, or we weren't engaged or anything. But the what happened was, is we had met, you know, we got very romantically involved right away. Um, she had actually just joined the military, um, and she was leaving. So the months leading up to that, naturally things just accelerate and ramp up because it was like, because I had told her before we started, like, hey, I'm not even gonna be honest. I'm not even gonna get in a relationship with you unless you're just totally in it to win it because Mm -hmm. you're going to leave. And if you're Mm -hmm. leaving, I'm not just going to sit around and twiddle my thumbs. I'm going to go too. So I'm just letting you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm about it if you are. It was that kind of an agreement. And it's like, if I'm going to be vulnerable, I want you to, you got to commit too. like, you You both have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. You both do. And so at the time, you know, she was on board, you know, she went to boot camp. She joined the Navy. She left. And I, I'm thinking here the whole time, like, I'm going to move or I'm going to go wherever she goes. I don't know. Like, and we had, you know, you had those real serious conversations. And again, I'm like, I think I was 24 at the time. I think I was 24. Um, so this is like three or four years ago. And I think it was 2016, I want to say. And I was like, I guess this is what you do. I don't know. I'd never experienced that either. I'd never been that serious with a girl. I'd had the same feelings for, for girls in the past where you think you're in love. And I was really just infatuated. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just like about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, she got out of boot camp. She moved to Florida. She was there for, I, I can't remember anymore if it was weeks or months before I noticed all the signs. But it's like the signs when you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's done on one end. wasn't done on my end, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was definitely done on her end. It's a scrappy fighter, and he's trying to keep it going. And you're just, yeah, I'm just throwing out everything I got, just trying to be romantic, trying to be considerate. I'm just eating punches left and right because she's just shutting down emotionally. Mm -hmm. She's shutting down communication. I'm just like, uh, she's just, I was just so, I just remember, all I remember is being so upset every single day and, and actually resenting her. And my feeling was not that I, you know, think I love this woman, but that, I hate that I like you. I hate that mm-hmm. I think I love you. And Strong so, therefore, I feel like I hate you right now. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I don't, like, hate you, but I feel like I hate you because mm-hmm. you're causing this turmoil in me. And it was like a daily, weekly grind until she finally broke it off. Uh-huh. And then I was a mess. And then that's when I was having these panic attacks. I was just... Wow. I was a mess, dude. It was bad. And like, I actually remember who this was. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Yeah. Me too. Actually, yeah. I didn't think that was going to be brought up, but yeah. Yeah. And it was really bad for me. It really was. Yeah. But the good thing was that, you know, I was like, I'm not going to drink while I feel this way because I don't think alcohol will help. And so I didn't drink for like six months, six or seven months. Really? Six or seven months did not drink. Zero alcohol. At all. I even got even more, even. I, you know, I was already trying to experiment with different diets, like keto and stuff like that. But I was like super into it. I got like super into like keto stuff and like low carb stuff. And I remember one thing I did every morning um, for that same time period. I maybe missed two or three days in six months is I ran for like 30 minutes on a treadmill every morning. I would do, it was like 30 minutes of hell. I remember thinking if I can run mm-hmm. and get through this 30 minute like cardio exercise, it's going to hurt. Cause I ran, I mean, I started like 6.30 pace, drop it down to like, you know, five and a half minute pace. I used to be a runner, so it wasn't too bad for me, but it was painful still. And I was like, if I can get through this, I can get through the day. Yeah. And I was kind of just getting through it a day at a time, but it was really rough. Oh yeah. It was an awful breakup. Oh yeah, that's dude. real was, talk. I was thinking about it while Eric was describing this. It's like, I mean, you pretty much perfectly described the grief like model, like the five stages. Like you're talking about, like before it was officially over, 
where you're like, I was trying this, I was trying that, yeah. but I could tell she was not in it. It's like you were literally in denial. Like that, that, that loss has already happened, but yep. you were in denial. And I think we all go through that when we go through that loss. Well, because you keep, I I you keep in your head, you keep thinking. It's not over. This conversation we had, though. Yeah. Remember? She remember said. Remember when you said this? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like, it's like, sorry. You know, you're like, it's like, we got a deal. Like, you can't break your lease, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's like a no-breaking clause. And it's like, yeah, yeah. there is. Oh, it's so <laughs> we're just people. Dude, yeah. And when I think of, I guess... Are you finished, Eric? Well, I guess the last thing I'll say about yeah. all that is I'm so happy it happened. Mm-hmm. So happy because I'm yeah. in a relationship now where when I look back at those relationships and the other stuff I've been through, I'm like, I did not think this, what I'm experiencing right now could exist. I didn't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was out there. Not that I lost faith in women. I just didn't think I would find it. And I've definitely found it in the person that I'm with now. And I'm like super appreciative for that. So I almost want to clap. Oh yeah, just, like a slow clap or like a you, like, real fast, <laughs> yeah. real fast, right? Like just real excited. Oh, or like yeah. a, oh yeah. just like oh, yeah. <laughs> and then end with a power clap. Yeah, <laughs> boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, dude. I mean, exactly. That's why it's like breakups suck, but man, they really can be not a bad thing. They can be. They are positive. There's a yin and a yang to everything, and there's a there's a positive side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. I guess I'm talking so I could talk about mine. Yeah. yeah. So mine, uh, I'll start where I was before. I was, you know, in high school, I never had a relationship more than like five weeks. I would like date a chick and then I was just like, you know, I just, I want to hang with my friends. Like, If I can interject I'm- a little bit here too, <laughs> Anthony was king of the thrill of the chase. Oh, yes. Like winning a woman over. He, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, he was just like foaming at the mouth oh, to just win her over. Nothing and when the chase the was over, it was like, oh, I mean, I guess it's not that cool. It's, yeah, exactly. I, I just, was totally I just the dog the that just loved to yeah. chase the car. So yeah. that was me. But like, uh, you're literally the joker when he's like, I just want to chase a car. I, I wouldn't know, know what, what I'd do, what do I with it yeah. if I caught it. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally was like that. Absolutely. And I remember going into college... Uh, like driving to Arkansas and thinking, I am never going to get married. Like, I would like to get married. It sounds fun, but I just don't have like the commitment for it. Like, I just would rather spend time with my friends and with my family than I would with any chick I've been meeting, you know? And then that's like, as soon as I'm thinking that and feeling that, I meet a woman, I mean, literally first week of college. And we're all in the same friend group. And, like, I pretty much spend, like, a month flirting with her and just, like, kind of win her attention. And then I did. I got her attention. And things just went really, really well, honestly. And, uh, I mean, we had people at college. I went to a smaller college, smaller Christian college. And uh, people would be like, man, they just seem like they have the happiest relationship. And, and we were really happy. Like, people, like, almost, like, idolized, I feel like, our relationship. And, and I felt like, wow, I am in the perfect relationship. This is so good. She's happy. I'm happy. Yeah, we all thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. We all thought Anthony just he he just disappeared into a fairy tale. Yeah, because that moved almost like, like he became a away. mythical character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really it was it was really surreal, right? So, long story short, 
um, we get married maybe two years after. It was about two years after that. And so that means, if for all you math majors out there, met this woman when I was 18, got married at 20, like two months before I turned 21. So I'm one of those people. One of them. One of those. Yeah. So uh, we get married really young, and uh, I actually get my first, because I've never also been broken up with at this point. I've always done the ending of the relationships. I actually get a taste. It feels good though, right? When you're in the power, the power seat, and you have the control. When you break it off, you don't have the insecurity. Yeah, you don't have the feeling of rejection, right? Not as much. Like you feel bad hurting somebody, but it's not nearly as bad. That person on the other end that's clawing to keep things going and Mm -hmm. wanting to fight for it giving it all they have and then you're the one that ends it i think that's the easier position i mean it's an important position in the breakup but it's i think it's easier to accept it's easier to dish it than it is to take it It that's for sure yeah yeah man if you're on the receiving end of a bullet yeah it's always worse it's worse yeah exactly so but I, i felt like my first taste of rejection actually a month into our marriage where she, like it was one night, she was just acting weird, and I kept asking what's going on, and she goes, I just feel like we shouldn't have got married. I feel like this was a mistake. And I'm sitting there like so happy, like, and all of a sudden she hits me at this, and I was like heartbroken. Like literally for like two weeks, I was, I felt like legit kind of sad, like my, my wife regrets marrying me. And, yeah. and I mean, then, how else do you take that? Yeah, how else I mean, can how else well, you When I was at the wedding, story. I can't imagine going through that wedding was and then ex- just extravagant wedding, extravagant. It? Yeah, it, it was the whole. It was the, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, I think her family. And then her to family think paid for it. They that paid like twenty grand. That, yeah, to have her say that that would I can't imagine how much that would hurt. Mm, yeah, it hurts me now if my girlfriend doesn't think a joke I say is funny. Right. You know, you're like, oh Dude, shit, I thought that was good. Yeah. Well, why wasn't it good? Well, you, you still love me. You still love me. Do you still want all this? Yeah. You always laugh at his jokes. Yeah. Why can't you laugh at mine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get my first taste of rejection, and obviously that kind of blows over. And she's like, no, no, no. I was just, you know, uh, she even said this, and this even hurt too. She was like, it's almost like a sense of like buyer's remorse, you know, when you first buy oh that new Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That one wow. fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. buyer's but- remorse. <laughs> it's definitely not the Camaro on the lot, right? Like, yeah. who has buyer's remorse for a Corvette? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyways, so she said that, and then she's like, no, but I don't mean it like that, you know. It was just, we just made a lifelong decision, and so I just didn't know if we made the right one. Long story short, we get through that, and I'm like, okay, she was just feeling a little bit, like, squirrely, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's a good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Yeah. Bad sandwich. She just (laughs) has cold feet for two months later. Yeah, two months after. (laughs) Two months after the event. Yeah, so then um, we go through, let's see. We probably start hitting, the, like it's things start getting a little harder after we maybe maybe like five years of marriage where it's just like you kind of we both I made mistakes she made mistakes we both kind of lost ourselves I feel like in the marriage you know instead of like being an individual we were like we saw ourselves as a unit and we kind of lost who we were so then all of a sudden uh, at least for her I can speak for her I became less attractive to her and. Uh, then she dealt with some other stuff. She was trying to start her own business. It kind of went kaput. She kind of got depressed. She looked for happiness elsewhere and started having an affair with my best friend there in Arkansas. 
And uh, wow. so uh, I didn't know this was going on because it lasted about 18 months before I found out. So it was like a full-on relationship. How um, did she hide it? No, I could tell immediately. Like it oh, was in my knew. gut. But it was like we talk about like these stages of grief. I was in like denial for like 18 months. Like I asked her a million times. I, I asked him twice like, hey, is something going on with you and my wife? You know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, no, dude, we're all just good friends, man. You know, like, I'm sorry it even seemed that way, you know? And then I asked her, and hers was different. Hers is like, you're just crazy. You need to go see counseling. There's nothing going on with us, you know? And, I mean, they're now engaged now. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Like, so that's like, oh, no, nah, I wasn't exactly crazy, you know? What a way to start a relationship, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. I will say this. You know, they're already engaged. I wish the best for them. You know, I, I, it's not like I want them to break up or anything like that because it's like they don't affect me either way. That's so good, it's man. Like, man, I hope they've worked through their issues because obviously they did. I admitted I had issues. I, I admit I was doing things that made me less attractive to my wife. I admitted it, and so I saw my weaknesses, and I went to improve it. But uh, So anyways, just to continue with the breakup, uh, so this is like 18 months pretty much of denial and it's just like getting bigger and bigger. I started going to counseling because, you know, my wife was telling me I was crazy and that I'm imagining this shit. So uh, going to counseling, all of a sudden I'm facing depression and anxiety when I've never experienced that in my entire life. Uh, I tried getting on um, SSRIs or antidepressants and it did not help at all. In fact, it made me feel for the first time in my life suicidal. So when they talk about like the, the side effects of antidepressants, suicide being one of them, that was that's what I got. It made it way worse. Damn. Yeah. It's such a weird thought. I think we'll have another whole episode we on need just to. specifically mental health. We'll have another one where we go yeah. more in depth on how these things work, good coping mechanisms. And I think breakups and mental health go hand in hand. They do. You know, Absolutely. Something. Oh, yeah. So um, anyways, long story short, uh, her mom is actually the one that tells me like that they've been hanging out. Yeah. Uh, so they've been hanging out privately and stuff like that. And blah 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 it all comes out that they actually were seeing each other behind my back and there was a whole affair going on and so my biggest regret was that uh even after i found out she was having an affair i like i was like you know what i'm a hard worker if i'm gonna work towards hard that's something i'm gonna make i'm gonna work hard for my marriage something that i made a pledge to her and also to god i'm gonna try to work through this um And what I realized, looking back on it, I was like, man, I was desperate for my own wife. I was desperate for her own love, her own attention. And instead of me being an individual and having that self-respect, it's like I just kept trying to win her back. Dude, they can smell it on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You can smell desperation. Such a big turnoff. It's so unattractive. And it's the worst thing because when it it gets its hooks in you, Mm -hmm. you just can't not be desperate. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't help it because you're yeah. like I'm throwing a hail mary. Mm-hmm. I I have to throw this hail mary. The only way you cannot is listening to the people around you that tell you do not do this, don't engage, no, don't do that. And so, well, anyways, just to kind of finish up this breakup, uh, you know, I had that desperation for my own wife, and um, then finally, I just accepted. You know, I was like. How, how did you find? Over. I'm sorry, Anthony. This is actually really in depth. We could do three episodes in depth. This marriage and divorce. What? How did you find out they they had an affair? So uh, it was you kind went of a lot of different stories. But her mom texted me 
and with this big long message about how he admitted that he loved her like two days after our five-year anniversary and they'd like hung out that day and that they were just like kind of hanging out behind my back well didn't you say something she was like are you gonna fix your marriage or do i have to or didn't she say yeah she she, 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 called me the the mother-in-law yeah yeah she called me out yeah yeah said that so she was Uh, nice and kind of letting you know but also just not a nice person at the same time yeah Uh, well you know because at the same time she was really good at like pitting us against one another because when i brought this up to emily of course she's like no my mom is just trying to she's like you know how she's a bitch like she's just trying to like get into our business like yes we hung out but i have no feelings for daniel he did say this but you know she she pulled that card and I like I was in denial, and I wanted my wife to love me, and I wanted to believe her, and it was just stupid. Like I was, I was so stupid. Um, it was yeah, I, that was actually the counsel, my counseling sessions human. that I did after the uh, the divorce. That was the first thing she was like when you told me this whole story. She's like, I tallied it up. You called yourself stupid, and you called yourself dumb twenty two times during this one hour. She was like, wow. yeah. She she tallied it up. She was like. The first thing we're going to work on is self-respect and self-love. And man, I love that counselor. I only saw her three times and she taught me so much. And just, you know, I realized like, you know, I just talked about I was desperate. I was, I just had low self-respect, you know, because I mean, honestly, it was like I was getting kicked while I was down for now 18 months, close to two years straight. So I can imagine those emotions. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a thing called bro code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always been a big component of this. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, that is the number one rule: is a best friend, yep, banging your girl, right? Your friend, but yeah, but goodness gracious, like if you know a guy or a good a good friend of yours that he dated for a year, she's usually off limits. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. There's there's something to that, and I mean, maybe there's extra circumstances sometimes, but I can't imagine doing that. You know, I have a lot of oh, good yeah. friends. I'm very fortunate, and I wouldn't even imagine as soon as you're with that girl or you got married to her, she is. She's dead to me. She's like a sister. She's a ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. She's like, you she, love her and you want to protect her, but yeah. you want to protect her for your boy. She goes into a different category. Absolutely. That's the thing, too, is like, there's so many chicks. Yeah. There's so many. Go yeah. get on your phone, download Hinge. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to go? You get hit with a dozen in five minutes. Go out yeah. and get a burger. Yeah. That steak is done and eaten. Yeah, yeah. it's gone, dude. So, okay, so anyways, obviously I've gotten through it, but that was pretty much my story. Uh, we have, we yeah. left out Frank. That's what we should do. We'll do, we'll, Frank, you talk about your story, and we'll just end this episode, and we'll start a new one. Yeah. What do y'all say? We got another good 10 minutes in this. Yeah, yeah. so I, ugh. Well, I started with, ugh. Well, I've had, I don't know where to go. I've had multiple relationships. and Oh, I know. I, I'm kind of curious which one you're going to go into. Ooh. I might bring them all up. Bring them, bring them <laughs> up, dude. We got time, time, dude. We got time, dude. I guess we could talk about... The love cast. I had a high school sweetheart. Mm. I was 16. I didn't really like girls until I was 16. I just thought, like, mm-hmm. I get asked out and stuff. I just wasn't interested. Mm. I don't know. I liked the video games. I felt the same Hanging out way. with buddies. Yeah, I didn't like doing anything. But once I was 16, terrified of girls. Something changed, or fifteen. 15, until I was fifteen, changed. I was terrified of yeah. women. My first That's real terrified. girlfriend was until I was seventeen. So I thought they were annoying. I thought they were annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were. I, don't I know. was just afraid. I'll be yeah. honest. I was afraid. Yeah, it was a different because all my friends 
I don't think all of them lied. I'm sorry to cut off your story really quick. What I hated is all the kids when you're 13 and 14 years old who lie and they're like, yeah, I've made out with a girl. And you're like, oh, yeah. I haven't kissed a girl. And they'd all make up stuff. And I hated that. Yeah, who am I? Yeah. Anyways, go. Well, going go back. So uh, I was in high school. I was 16. She was a year older, but the same grade. We were uh, real close friends. I was actually dating her friend. So maybe this isn't a good, <laughs> good yeah. example. I was, light, I was right. lightly dating her friend, yeah. and, but we were always friends. And then we ended up dating and fell really, really fast. I think we told each other we loved each other after four days. Nice. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Puppy love, love baby. Puppy, puppy love. love. Puppy love. I love puppy and love. And there's just a lot of growing at 16. There's a oh, lot yeah. going on. Uh, I had my parents divorce. I almost died at a car accident uh, where I almost died that year. So there was a lot going on just personally. But we ended up being together like three years and we broke up because I, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I cheated. So that was that. That was not good. I have to be honest. I wasn't a good guy. I, I just didn't, I don't know what I was doing. I didn't have the right mind or wasn't very emotionally mature. That, that's for sure. Well, so 18, many people 19. cheat. So it's good that you brought yeah. this up because so many people have cheated and some people don't regret it and some people absolutely do. You know? I don't like hurting the person. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to venture out, I think you should just do that, right? Unless you have an open relationship, whatever you're into and whatever's going on. And then we ended up being broken up for like a year and a half, and then we ended up getting back together. And uh, we were together for like six months or so, or three, no, three, four months. And it was before I left for the military. So I went through the same thing Eric went through in his relationship where I was leaving. And the whole goal was, hey, when I leave, uh, I'm going to leave to boot camp. I do not want to be together. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that long distance. I don't want to have that military romantic movie where you have to wait for me while I'm gone. And she, we agreed, but I left and we had a great time that three months. It was a great time. And then she wrote me a letter like four or five weeks in. It was such a sappy letter. I had my little flashlight because we weren't allowed to read letters for like three or four weeks. They would like give them to us but not let us open them. What? Yeah. They did like mental games like that with us. There was guys that were crying in boot camp because their wife was like homeless because we didn't have their checks yet. It was was mental mental games. Anyways. God. Yeah. Boot camp was real weird. And then, Ugh. but when I got the letter, it was like this really handwritten, um, I have a flashlight with a yellow cone on it. I'm like reading it and I'm like, oh, I love you, baby. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, she loves me. We're together. Yeah. And I we're going to get married. Yeah. Right. Get it to win it. Ugh. And then, uh, oh, I just hate it. Cause I know it's a breakup. Like yeah. I, I know that feeling where it feels good. And then I saw, I, we got, we got back together or we were together and I actually wasn't a good time, a good guy again when I was in the military. So again, I didn't learn my lesson. And I happened to venture out when I was in the military, which was not nice. Came back. We broke up after I got back. And like seven months later, I came back to Arizona. Then we date, or we're on and off. Let's just say that. We're on and off. Mm-hmm. And then she finally broke up with me. I expected, I received rejection. Wow. And I found out years later I found it years later. So we dated from 16 to 21. Okay. I found out at like 27 or 28 years old why she finally broke up with me. Because I didn't know why. I didn't have an answer at that point. I still wanted to make it work. Oh, right? Even though I was a jerk. Really? I was a piece of shit. And we ended up going out one night and we ended up hanging out. 
and we kind of rekindled <laughs> yeah rekindled did you things. hang out with clothes <laughs> off we we hung out <laughs> we hung out did you lay can down you, on top of her can you imagine <laughs> how i felt so it was it was six six to seven years God, later dude. and she told me she cheated on me oh and i didn't know wow dun, dun, it took dun. six seven years and rightfully so i totally deserved it i was the oh jerk. yeah i was a complete jerk yeah and i do not condone cheating i think it's it's poor taste and just not a good thing to do however you can learn from it mm. oh absolutely yeah so that was that was my Damn. high school relationship i oh, found no. out you know what that reminds me of frank that reminds me of that song like if you like pina coladas and they put you know they're like it's the husband and the wife like attempting to you know breach their their marriage and look for somebody but then in the end they find each other i mean of course you didn't find each other yours is a way shittier version <laughs> yeah it's a really bad knockoff yeah yours is a really not so happy song but that's a good song it's funny to reminisce oh yeah it's dude. funny to think because i don't think about the past too often i think about like poor things in the past but mm-hmm. to think and you're like wow you've come a long way oh, right? absolutely uh, a big thing this show is about is about being a good man mm-hmm. and there's definitely been points that all three of us have not been good men yeah, yeah. I just oh, absolutely. To say that yeah we learn from it and once a cheater always a cheater is not true i agree right? you can't yeah, agree. i agree you with that i can did the crime at 16 doesn't mean you're always doing the crime forever i agree yeah so i think this episode we're kind of wrapping up yeah, uh, yeah we talked about okay. our personal breakups breakup. part one yeah it's like so if you want to get to know us you just heard our backstory and the next episode is going to be how to deal with it how to treat it and how we moved along and how experts think you should move along you know yeah i, like I think it. so I, I like all of that yeah that was good i cool. like it a lot I like it a lot, a lot. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. And if you want to check out our Instagram page, you can go to jacked underscore podcast. Uh, If it's on Instagram and Facebook, you just look up Jack Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.